I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and lover of the backcourt that's not really a backcourt. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We have talked about how much this is a... Is it a pet peeve? Do we say it's a pet peeve? That some people call it a backcourt. They... Well, the announcer set the bar for announcing basketball games the other day, but... (laughs) <laughs> they said it on the broadcast, man, this backcourt has a bright future in Dallas. And uh, it's not a backcourt. Stop it. Whoever's calling, whoever says backcourt, we're coming for you. Even if you write for the team. Even if you write for the team. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So today, if you're listening on the podcast, we are live. We are live on YouTube, Twitch, as well as Periscope on my channel. So you can go back and you can watch a lot of those. Um, so you can check all of that. Uh, shout out to everybody that is uh, talking to us right now in the chat. So if you if you ever see hear us on the podcast, if you're like, what's the chat? Why are they why do they keep mentioning chat? There's a chat in YouTube and Twitch as well as in Periscope that, I'm, that we're watching and monitoring right now. And uh, people are asking us questions. So it's essentially a live mailbag every time we do this we're going to try to do these once a week we're going to try to go live uh so like right now shout out to red skull one two three four hi isaac how you doing oh what's up just me just me you said hi to me as Not well nick. as red skull one two three said same to you nick oh okay okay i was like he must dislike the lakers so we're good <laughs> i kareen i carry ninja says raccoon squad represent isaac so we've gotten a lot of Got a lot more new listeners. Do you yes. want to explain to them what the Raccoon Squad is? It's gonna sound super dumb right now. Uh, explain it in person or in uh, a year and a half later. How long? How long have we been doing this pod, Nick? We started in May of 2017. Oh my gosh, we've did probably what 400 episodes, almost 300 something episodes. Um, I think I've talked to Nick. More than my wife over the past year. Um, <laughs> I think that's true. Um, so, okay. So, real quick, before we get into Maverick stuff, uh, we always use this hashtag. And people, it's so cool that this community has been built around this podcast. When we took this uh, thing over last May, and slowly over time, we've built this raccoon squad a community and it's been super cool because people tweet at us all the time and send us raccoon stories in the news they send us uh, video clips of raccoons and somebody uh tweeted us the other day and said man there is an emoji that's coming out as a raccoon i'm like we can't wait for the use this but really it has no ties to like the mavericks it's just when we first started this podcast we always uh we normally start the podcast talking about like stuff that's happening in our personal lives uh, with our in our marriage or our, whatever's going on, uh, kids and it's crazy. Since we started this podcast or took it over, Nick's changed houses and I've had a kid and changed states, <laughs> changed states and uh, uh, Nick's enjoying beach life right now. But anyway, long story short, I told this long story 
that uh, accumulated over like two or three days about this uh, this family of raccoons in my backyard <laughs> and how I have this pear tree and these raccoons would come into my backyard to steal these pears and I would I was going out and I was shooting them and so I was going out my back door and shooting the raccoons and it just turned it it was it like scared my wife and stuff and we just it just turned into this whole big story for like a couple of days and then yeah there was a it took a life of its own on Twitter also because people chimed in on uh, all that. So anyway, it built into this, okay, maybe I forgot who came up with the raccoon squad. Uh, whereas it listeners being raccoons, but that's what it's turned into. And then Nick, Nick, Nick made an awesome logo and it just, now it's just stuck and it's something funny. Yeah, I don't know who came up with the Raccoon Squad, but there's a whole bunch of people in the chat right now. Uh, Jim's Nerd Nation Jr., Raccoon Squad, James Williams, Day Ones, Edmund the Slayer, Howdy with a robot emoji on Twitch. Or emote, emoticon, I guess, on, on Twitch, whatever you call them on Twitch. So uh, a bunch of people chiming in now, getting in. Uh, but yeah, the Raccoon Squad, I, I, I don't know who came up with the, that, that name, but uh, yeah, it just it represents us. That's what it is. It's our unique, uh, unique thing to where we know you're, you're an OG, you're day one that's been there. And you can be, you can be in the raccoon squad, but not a day one, but I don't think you can be in the day ones and not be in the raccoon squad. That is a very true statement. It feels like the day ones were there by day, is, day one. But Since Mark Cuban follows, uh, follows the locked on uh, Twitter thing and is like <laughs> some locked on, uh, his brother, I think, retweeted one of our, our podcasts today that came yeah, out. That he did. Uh, Mark Cuban, are you part of the Raccoon Squad? Wow. There's a billionaire in the Raccoon Squad. It's, <laughs> it's in the Raccoon Squad. But uh, maybe we'll find out in the future. Or he just checks on to see what people are talking about about his team. Very true. Very true. Well. All right. So today uh, – we're getting a couple. We're getting a couple questions, and that's sort of the main. The main idea to do this is to get questions. Um, <laughs> I carry ninja says Maverick's new mascot should be a raccoon, way better than Mavs man. Agreed. Mavs man were the worst mascots I've ever seen in my entire life. Mavs man, uh, that's a struggle, guys. Does anybody <laughs> what you, like? What do you Mavs feel man about over... Mavs man? Like honestly, what do you feel about Mavs man? I don't know. I don't have any feelings about Mavs man because I just can't. I don't. I don't understand his purpose. Like champs, cool. Like champs friendly to the kids like i mean mavs man is too but like if i'm a kid and i want a picture with somebody i'm definitely going to champ i'm not going to mavs man yeah so i don't know whatever he dunks <laughs> so that's cool yeah i guess that's cool mavs man is, yeah darth vader mavs man is super creepy completely agree super super creepy <laughs> super creepy super creepy uh t4 and d1l he should invest in the podcast yeah he should get us better streaming because i'm pretty sure right now the uh the streaming is not super clear for everybody but <laughs> hey invest in the pod let's go mavs man sure beats the new flyers mascot gritty are you sure i don't know i don't know gritty actually is kind of funny looking like mavs man's not even funny looking like that's the thing gritty i look at him like oh that's just that's just goofy that's funny mavs man uh no, it's just a man. All right, so I want I wanted to make good on the title a little bit, and for the people on the podcast, um, Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka Doncic, they're they're the future of the team. You know, we we love Dennis Smith Jr. and Luka. Um, 
How do you, how do you feel like they've played so far? They've played three preseason games, um, and we've seen you know we've seen how they have played together. We've seen them you know kind of off the ball, off of each other, play off of each other a little bit. They usually only are have been playing when the other person is playing. How do you feel like they've played so far? I think uh, I think they're playing better than better after three games than I thought they would. I thought how they're playing now would be something three or four weeks into the regular season. And they still have room to grow, obviously, for sure. But it's it's happened a little bit better than I thought it would. But it's how what makes it so cool of them playing together is when the Mavericks get a rebound and they get a defensive board, it's not just like Dennis doesn't have to just stand there and wait for the ball. Like that's the cool thing because you're not going to throw it to Wes and then like let Wes bring it up. Let's hope. Um, you're not going to like Harrison can like Harrison will get a board and just take it. And that's fine. But like Dennis doesn't have to just stand there and just like wait for Deandre to hand in the basketball. Luca has that too. So it's like when Deandre Jordan gets a rebound, one of his like 20 rebounds a game, he can turn around and like whoever is this first person that he sees, he can hit either one of them and either one of them can bring the ball down the court and do their thing. That's what it just gives the offense so much more freedom and their ability to more like more. I mean, we've talked about Dennis playing off the ball. Luca Dennis is shooting. You sent you, uh, you tweeted out something today of Dennis's uh, averages after three games, shooting average after three games. And I think he's shooting, what, 38, 39% from three? Yeah, 38% from three and like over 50% from the field. And we, I mean, we've talked about his, how his spot up shooting has to be a lot better, but man, his off the ball shooting, that's, that's huge. Like if you told me, Hey, and naturally which shooting number will increase first then, or, you know, is easier to, uh, to raise up. It's going to be the spot up, you know, the spot up number. I'm like, okay, well spot up, hopefully will go first shooting off the dribble is a little bit, you know, harder to do, man. He's shooting the ball off the dribble, doing those Kimball Walker type jump back shots and all that stuff. That's where his shooting has made their duo combination jail much quicker uh, than, than I thought. I didn't think it was going to be horrible. I just thought it was going to take a little bit more time. And I'm not saying it's perfect now, but it's a, it's farther along right now than I thought it would be. Completely. And the point where the one you made about how they can, you know, sort of play off each other where one person doesn't just have to stand there and, you know, wait for the, wait to get the ball and then to initiate the offense themselves. The other thing, each one of them can there's two playmakers and we've made fun of Carlisle for this forever that he always wanted two playmakers on the floor at the same time well this issue has been a little, kind of exasperated since Harrison Barnes isn't on the court and so they don't have anybody to kind of bail him out in the offense that Dennis and Luca you know when they're both on the floor it's like man oh if you pass it to one guy he's dangerous and if you pass the other guy he's dangerous whereas and I'm seeing in the chat a whole bunch of people saying uh talking about West give all of West's touches to Luca. Wes wants a top five pick. Um, please, Lord, don't let Wes dribble up the court or in ISOs. Um, oh, Stanley Matthews. And uh, and you know when when the Mavericks were just like Harrison Barnes and Wes, it was that issue was exasperated where there just weren't enough playmakers. And now you have danger, you know, danger in, in driving and in pull ups and spot ups and in different spots on the floor and different positions on the floor. And it just it creates so much. Like it just creates a better offense, a better, you know, ability to, um, yeah, just a, a better, a better offense, better flowing offense. And then Carlisle's now preaching ball movement and all that stuff. So it's just, it's, 
it's getting better, the offense is, and they've gotten better pieces to be able to do it, which is seems obvious, but those are the early returns of you know what we've seen so far. And it makes the offense go, uh, go much quicker, too, and creates more opportunities whenever if you have one guy that's waiting back to get the basketball and the point guard to bring the ball up, then the defense knows that you know that's the one guy that's going to get the ball or that's going to bring it up. When you have two of those guys to where DeAndre can just turn around and hit whoever he can hit first, then that makes the defense say, holy crap, I got to get back quick. And we're going to see that happen this year. You're going to see Luka or Dennis catch that ball, and they're going to get to the basket before the uh, other team is even set. Like They're going to play that fast of a pace where you wait. Those first couple of games, I want to see how many times, when the, the first time it happens, I'm going to tweet out to the Raccoon Squad and be like, shout out to the when we talked about on the live stream of DeAndre getting aboard and hitting hitting Luca or Dennis and they're going to they're going to have a layup a fast break opportunity before the other team even gets set on defense. That's going to happen a lot this year. Completely. Yeah, we're 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 super excited to see that happen. Um anyone think the Mavs can run an offense similar to the pre-Rondo 14-15 lineup, Dennis Smith Jr. as Monte, Luca as Parsons, DeAndre Jordan as Tyson, Barnes as Dirk and West as Jameer. Uh Wes says Jameer. Yeah, I think you lost me. You lost me on a couple in there. Barnes and West, for sure. You lost me on those. Uh, and this is another thing that I've been big on: is we got to stop with, um, we got to stop with comparing all Mavericks players to past Mavericks players. Luca is a player the Mavericks have never had, right? I mean, six eight JJ. Yeah, there's nobody. There's really nobody that you can compare, except unless you want to go with the JJ route um, with Luca. It's just. Just doesn't happen. Yeah, they've never. I mean, they've never had that. I see the point that you're trying that you're you're going for because that yeah. that team before Rondo was just crazy offensive wise. Like it, their numbers and where they were at, they were on pace for some crazy like on pace for some records on the offensive side of the ball. So I I don't know if they can. They they have the potential. Let's just let's just do that. They have the potential for sure to run that efficient of an offense, but I think it's just going to take a little bit of time. Bobby sent out uh, Bobby Corral at Mavs.com. He uh, tweeted out this this stat the other day on synergy, and I thought it was really good. And I retweeted. It. He said it's only been three games, and preseason is usually a little more back and forth. But the Mav ha- Mavs have used 57 transition possessions so far, constituting 16.9 percent of their total possessions. Last season, they were 10.8% came in transition, 29th in the NBA. So if that gives you, like, I like that stat from Bobby because it gives you a sense of that pace after three uh, three preseason games about how much, like, after three, they're almost at 17% of their possessions are in the fast break. The whole last season, you know, it was, they were 29th in the NBA in that. So they're going to speed that up a little bit. Why are you laughing? Because uh, I just saw a tweet from Kirk that said, Twitter is trying to force Nick and Isaac in their live show on me, and I will not click. No, I will not, but maybe you should. <laughs> oh, Kirk. That's funny. Uh, also, <laughs> Young Libra 226 said, Luca as Parsons is a criminal take. Uh, we, have a, we have a phrase for that around here. Sotnam shame. <laughs> uh Big Greasy 07 says, plot twist, Mavs man is Brian Cardinal. <laughs> oh, 
Way too short. Have you? If you guys yeah. have never seen Mavsman in person, he is all of five four. <laughs> uh, if you tell me Jameer Nelson, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. We're only he, comparing players to the fourteen fifteen roster. Really, it'd be like uh, Yogi. <laughs> yeah, closer to that. Uh, Yogi. Yogi said, "Screw the Kings. I'm gonna come back and be Mavsman. I'd rather be Mavsman than being the King." <laughs> Ocho to Truth 22 says, do you see DeAndre having more than five 20.20 rebound games? 20.20 rebound? Yeah, definitely more than 20, Ooh. more than five 20 rebound games, I think. They're just, they're just good. They're going to be there and the shots are going to go up. That's good. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing with this points thing. And we think it's going to stay around the 10 to 12. I think he averaged 12 last year for the Clippers. There's going to be games to where he has over 20 points. Just keep going. I'm laughing at the chat. J. Oh. Jared 1101 said Mavs man is Delante. <laughs> LeBron on January 7th, LeBron walks in dead. Um, anyway, um, where, where was I going? <laughs> You're talking about DeAndre scoring 20 points a game. Oh you know, yeah. Here's the thing. 20 when points you think in of, games. <laughs> when you think about that and you think he's going to hover around the 10 to 12 March mark, which we think he will. He's gonna have games where it's over twenty points. Like it's gonna, it's gonna happen. He's gonna get the the putbacks, the offensive putbacks. We we said those stats. Yeah, all he on, needs is ten lobs. That's it. Yeah, I mean he's gonna get the lobs. That's gonna happen. But how many shots he gets off of putbacks on offensive rebounds? Those are the we said those stats, the synergy stats on that uh, player preview pod. So if you go back to our two of the stream or pods that we've did, like there are all kinds of. How many did we do? Like five, six? We still have more to go, but we did we did yeah. the whole starting five. So you can go back and listen to DeAndre. Let's talk for an hour on previewing DeAndre Jordan's season and stuff. But he's going to get those. He's going to get the lobs. Let's hope he doesn't get the post-ups. But all those other things he will get, and it could result in – like if DeAndre Jordan has a 25-point game, I don't – like those will happen sometimes. I don't think they're going to happen all the time, but those will happen sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah, it'll happen. But five to- five times out of 82? 2020? Yeah, Ooh. you have to get both. I'll take I'll take the under on that. The other thing is though he's very he's very good at putbacks. And so and with a putback yeah. you get the automatic both. You get two points and you get a rebound. Oh yeah. And, that, and he'll that's have what... more opportunities to do that I think in Dallas as well. Yeah, and that I mean that's what I was touching on a while ago with the putbacks and stuff. He's he's super where he's at in the percentile of the league and in those putbacks are way up there. Everybody is now saying that Mavs Man is actually super nice. No no, no. he uh, is Edmund super is Slayer, nice. Edmund Slayer said Mavs Man came to my middle school twice. He is actually really nice. Then Big Greasy 07 said Mavs Man actually came to my school once. He asked trivia questions for bobbleheads and gear, walked out with a Dirk Superman bobblehead. Not everybody that gives you free stuff is nice or a good person or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's how people lo- lo- bring you in, just give you free stuff. Um, no, I listen, I think he's really nice and he's really fun with the fans. I just think he's creepy looking. Yeah, you just change it up a little bit. Make him like, an I don't know, an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> Something just different. Just change him up. We had a guy in, in my high school called Comet Man, and it was this guy in like a motorcycle helmet and like this jumpsuit. He looked like Evil Knievel kind of, and he made this like 
it was a kid that uh that would like he would act like nobody knew that it was him until he did this like news story for our school news that I helped produce and uh finally he like revealed himself on on the news thing I was like I have been comment man this whole time and everybody was Ooh. like yeah we all know you're comment man <laughs> basically he's saying we reveal himself as Delonte West one day we can know we know who Mazman is we, we just we don't know he's going to be like the Scooby Doo villain Okay, back to real Mavericks questions. J. Jared eleven oh one says, "How many triple doubles for Dennis Smith Jr. and Luca?" Um, I think Luca will get a few. I don't think Dennis will get the rebounds for it. Yeah, it's tough. It's um, tough to get rebounds when you're a guard that small. You have to be like honestly, what Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I've been thinking about the triple double thing because uh, looking at I saw, somebody tweeted out today per thirty six numbers uh, based off the preseason so far. And I know it's, you know, I PR gets to me sometimes. Uh, and and preseason, yeah. But it had Luca at seven boards. And I, I just I didn't think Luca was gonna get to that seven, you know, get not saying he's at that whatever, but I thought he would be hovering around the, like the five boards mark. So if like he could if he gets like seven boards a game or something like that, that's gonna be scary. That was the biggest difference between him and Ben Simmons' like stat line from like last year. I think he'll match Ben Simmons on like the scoring because Ben Simmons only you know averaged like 15 a game last year. I think Luca will get there with assists. It's the rebounding that I thought Ben Simmons would have the edge over him on, and if he gets those like seven or eight rebounds, that's big time. So yeah, I think that there will be multiple triple doubles this year from Luca. Not any crazy ones, but I think we'll see a you know a 16, 11, 10, something like that. You know, triple double. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, and Dennis, yeah, Dennis is gonna have a hard time with the the rebounds, and I think they're also gonna take assists away from each other too. I mean, they're, they're not both gonna get ten in one night. <laughs> you know, it'd just be hard. Yeah. unless the team is super passing like a lot. I have a question for you. Does Luca hit? Does Luca hit thirty points in a game this season? Oh yeah, because he didn't do it last year. Because last year twenty nine, I think, was his highest, right? Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think he will, especially, you know, if, like if Jeff Skin Wade is saying that he's going to lead the team in scoring. Luca. Oh, Luca. Luca 30 points in a game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll get hot from 3. He'll have some, you know, fast break opportunities where, you know, two out of the, you know, the, you know, more times than not in a fast break opportunity, he'll go to the bucket instead of making the pass. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I think that I think 30 points is doable for him cuz he can score. Under I think he scores times. in more I think he scores in more ways than Dennis can. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just I think Dennis will shoot more shots than Luka. That's my thing. Dennis season high last year 27 points. Okay. Over under Luka 5 30 point games. Oh, oh, under. Okay. 3. Under. So you're saying just a couple? Yeah, a couple. Okay. 30, I mean, 30 points with the, an offense that'll be as spread out as it will be. Yeah. I don't know. He can okay. have more. Did you hear that beep? That's my smoke alarm. Oh. Nick's uh, just the meme right now of the little uh, cartoon. It's like, it's fine, and it's just burning down around him, and he's still on the live stream. My house is small enough that I could hear it from here, <laughs> wherever <laughs> it is. Uh, but I have to get it before... I'd go to sleep. Um, Salo 7E, did Luke have any major injuries in the past? That's a good question. 
Um, major injuries? I don't believe so, yeah, but don't hold me. Unless it would have, you'd have to be like super young. Yeah, don't hold me to that. I will defer to somebody, uh, a Luca expert for that. There are some, uh, yes, but I will hold off on that. I don't think so off the top of my head, but I will try to figure this out for whoever, um, yeah, tweet or not even tweeted, messaged that. How excited, Dan Cobb OXO, how excited are you about the first home game and do you think Dirk will play? So first home game, we're talking, it's next Friday, right? Like 10 days from right now. Yeah, Minnesota, I'm pretty sure. It's not a night. It's nineteen Saturday. It's a Saturday the twentieth. No. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why? Why do we not know this right now? The top of our heads. I don't know. It's a week from now. It's ten days from now. I think like an hour. All I'm fo- all I'm focused on right now is this uh, Suns game. But yes, it's Saturday the twentieth uh, against the Timberwolves. How excited am I? I am beyond excited. It is. You know, they're preseason kind of it's the appetizer, you know, it's the blooming onion. It's the potato skins. It's whatever you like as your uh, your appetizer. What's What's your your favorite? Okay, in the chat, what's your favorite appetizer to get at a potato skins? Let's go. Potato skins come through strong, not cheese fries. I'm not about I'm always a guacamole guy. And if they have queso, it has to be white queso. Okay, 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 okay. Chips and chips and salsa doesn't count. Because that's free. drinking on the pod. No, Isaac is not drinking on the pod. What are you drinking? Topo Chico! Oh, isn't that what Kanye dressed as the, <laughs> the no, other night? Don't diss Topo Chico like that. But no, how excited are we that uh, for the opening night? Man, it is... Um, if that was the appetizer, the first preseason game, this is going to be it because... What's but I I will say this, it's not like Luca and them have been uh, trotting out playing twelve to fifteen minutes. They've been playing like thirty minutes a game. So yeah, I think it's going to be really inter- interesting to see what they do Friday night against the Hornets at home, and to see if they play just a half or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, the first game that really matters, um, you're gonna get. I haven't even really thought about this. The fact that the whole Jimmy Butler situation. Um, that it's not settled and stuff, and that's like next Saturday um, to where we could get Phoenix without Devin Booker and uh, Minnesota without Jimmy without Butler. Jimmy Butler. Uh, but anyway, no, I mean, it's going to be awesome because we actually have a big man to guard Carl Anthony Towns. I've said this a thousand times before. Every time I walk into American Airlines Center last year and I, I would see an opposing big man warm up, I'm like, oh, we're about to drop about 30 and 16, you know, (laughs) because we just we haven't had a big man to guard them. And now we have DeAndre and it's so cool. And seeing these past two Philly games, you're like, oh, crap, this is what it's been like the past two years, knowing that DeAndre's back home to guard uh, (laughs) to guard Embiid. So that's going to be super fun. But, yeah, I mean, that first that first game is going to be fun to watch with with Luca and all of that. Do I do I believe Dirk will play? No, I do not believe Dirk will play that first game. We have been saying that on the pod since media day. We talked about this on the podcast. We, I think we did a live stream after media day, right? Yeah, we did right after. And we talked about it on there saying, and I said, listen, Dirk is struggling to get around at media day. It, and at that point, Rick had said, oh, we're gonna, he's going to go to China. We're going to see if he can play in China. I'm like, 
there ain't no way that's going to happen. Like they're going to take the long-term approach to this. So it took like a week. And then I think Eddie Sefko tweeted out. It said, you know, reported that it's going to be weeks, not days for Dirk. And we're like, Hey, if you've been listening to the podcast, you like, you've been hearing us preach that. And so, no, I don't think he'll be ready for, um, definitely not. Yeah. It, to my knowledge, he's not even like practicing full on right now to the team. So, yeah, they're, they're going to slow him down. They always do. It always takes longer for him to come back from normal things than anybody else because he's freaking 40 years old. <laughs> and there's no rush, and that, that's totally cool. Like, let him start off, and then when he does come back, it's going to be awesome and Completely. all that. Edmund the Slayer says, can y'all give me a maxi hot take? He is absolutely nuts in 2K. I actually just wrote the, uh, the maxi player preview for – uh, Moneyball, and eventually we'll do a, uh, a Maxi, Powell, and Sala, I think, combined player preview podcast. Uh, but Maxi, Maxi has shown a couple of plays these last games in China that we haven't seen from him. We saw this play in these two plays in the second game against the uh, the Sixers, where Maxi was on the left wing. He faked a shot. Somebody came out and and, uh, and closed out on him. He drove past them, and Bede had to come over and help off of. Sala and Maxi just handed it off to, to Sala on the post and Sala got a really easy dunk. And then another one where he was on the right wing, did the same thing, pumped, drove into the lane and did like this scoop shot layup. And these are things that we just did not see from him. Uh, plus the defense, plus the improving shot. I think he's six of 12 from three so far during the preseason. Uh, and so he's, he's getting used to the adjustment of the three point line from, you know, the feeble rules uh, to the NBA, which is like a foot and a half. It's a foot and a half difference. That's that's a big difference. If you stand on a basketball court and you step like a foot, you know, a foot and a half back, and uh, you've taken as many threes as Maxi has, and you get used to that range, then you have to get used to a little farther back. It's you know, it's jarring. It's a big difference. So, uh, my take is I, that he takes. My, if I have to give a hot take, is that Dwight Powell's minutes get com- get completely reduced. Maxi replaces Maxie. Dwight Powell. Is that your hot take? I mean, that's the hottest take you can get about Maxi Kleba, I think, right now. I, okay, I got one for you. And I'm going to ask you because you're a huge Maxi uh, Kleba fan. Yes. Or Stan, whatever. Yes. Do you think he can be better than Dario Sarge? Uh, not as a scorer. Bo- both 6'10". Both can maybe shoot the three some. I hope there are no Sixers fans watching this right now. Why? Because they are very angry. And they... <laughs> oh, well, oh, trust me. They came at me completely whenever I tweeted out the whole, here is Luka Doncic yep. getting past yep. Robert and Covington. they love Dario. They love oh the home Oh, my gosh, dude. They came at me so hard. I'm like, did you see the pick? Yeah, I saw the pick. I made the gift, and I tweeted out. Uh, I don't know if you want to call that a pick, but um, I just shot. How hot do you want to get the uh, Maxi Kleba uh, oven right now for the hot takes coming out but he's not better is than Dario, Dario. i don't think he's better than dario i'm not saying better than him i'm saying can that be his ceiling no because he's not as good off the dribble okay and i don't think he's as good of a shooter i think Dario's a better shooter okay is he but better he's, de- he's better defensively yeah i'll give him that he's, okay he's definitely and he's bigger too he's just a bigger and, and i give the ceiling thing because we just talked about how is this an improvement? Is this something he added over the offseason that he can put it on the floor some and go create some? I think Dario is more fluid and a better player and stuff right now, but should Maxi be looking at it saying, this is my 
Is he closer to Dario Sarge or is he closer to Derek Favors? Uh, in terms of style, yeah, Derek Favors. Okay, he's more See, of a, think- he's like he's not as fast. He's just more of a plotting, like big man type. He okay. has some like these these moves off the dribble. They're just we haven't seen them before. So if he starts doing that all the time and he starts to look really fluid with the ball, then that's different. But yeah, I think he's still. Let's just I'll focus on him Max- being a spot up shooter and a good post defender. I think he has solidified his like role and not like, as far as uh, that he deserves some type of role off the bench. Going into this season, I was worried. Uh, we're not really worried, but I was looking at his spot and his. Uh, his minutes in the rotation as this uh, maybe a weak link to where a guy like a Ray Spalding, uh, maybe even a, um, a, a Costas, a, you know, whatever you want to say is somebody else that could, that can step into that role or maybe, you know, we sign somebody that could take minutes from Maxi. I think it's very clear right now. Maxi will get his minutes and it's more of the opposite of, can Maxi move up and move past the Dwight Powell or, or like split minutes with Dwight Powell? Yeah. And you have to think that now like DeAndre is there to soak up all these minutes. And also the Mavericks are spreading out their wings so that they are also taking big man minutes away too. Like Maxi in the preseason so far, he's pretty much played only next to Salah and then sometimes with Dwight Powell. Um, and then very, very seldom we've seen him so far play as like the one big man with somebody else. Um, like yeah, Luca or Dorian or something like that. So and like once Dirk gets back, Salah won't even be playing. So Salah might not even dress some nights because we gotta remember the roster is gonna go down to seventeen, and that's counting right now. It's counting Macon and and Costas. So then you're looking at those fifteen. You can only have twelve active. So let's just say Macon and Costas is down, you know, or up in Frisco, and you know what three players are not gonna be dressing. That's where it gets uh, gets interesting, and when Dirk's back, I think Salah will be one of those. Which is sad, but uh, well, but- I, I view Salah as one thing: he's DeAndre Jordan insurance. And if DeAndre goes down, you put him in there, and he's like the Diet Coke version of DeAndre. Like, not even he's the Coke Zero. They just don't even make it anymore. Yeah, well, just as far as this, hey, rim presence that can protect the paint and do you know resemble something that DeAndre does. Uh, yes, yes. Dayman3306. Am I missing something about Dennis Smith Jr.? I keep hearing all these leaps he's taken from last year. Dot, dot. What kind of yes, leaps, what kind of leaps some. have you seen Dennis take already, Isaac? Well, it's the shooting. I mean, we talked, we talked about earlier in the live, live stream, as far as those, um, his playmaking and his shooting off the dribble, that's stuff like in his player preview podcast that we did, we went all through how Synergy is not one of his friends. Like, if Dennis Smith Jr. has MySpace, Synergy is not in his MySpace top eight, all right? No. Nope. Like, that is not happening. You think Dennis even knows what MySpace is? Yeah, he'd have an idea of what it is. Okay. He'd be like, isn't that like Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't even know what that would be equivalent to us as him looking back on MySpace. But anyway... Uh, Did anybody in not... the chat have a Zenga? Let me know if you had a Zenga in the chat. That was like the first blog, and I swear if anyone finds Zenga. mine, that would be awful. I had ICQ. It's all about ICQ messaging. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ne- actually never had that. Anyway, uh, the strides... What was that, like the great value brand of Instant Messenger? 
get off of great value brand. But no, it, I see it was cool. You could change the color of the, the text and text people and like all this stuff. Anyway, going back to the strides that Dennis uh, made. Yeah, it's it all resol- revolves around his shooting and stuff. And so far, after three preseason games, his shooting looks stellar. It looks like something that he really has uh, improved on over the summer. And we'll see if it translates going forward. Yeah. Um, and then playing with Luca, I think, in the same way that people are talking about, you know, LeBron will help, you know, uh, Brandon Ingram because he takes pressure off him. He takes, you know, the best defender and puts it on LeBron instead of Brandon Ingram. That's going to happen with Dennis, too. The best defender is gonna, has a choice. You can pick, like, if it's a wing defender, like, let's say, um, who's a wing defender that would also defend Dennis? Uh, like a Marcus Covington. Smart, like a Marcus Smart or a Covington kind of guy. Yeah, even Covington. Um, you get to decide. Do you defend? Like last year, it was okay, Harrison or Dennis. Those are your two options. And if, if Harrison was off the floor, then it was Dennis. Now it's like okay, now you have three options. You can defend Luca, you can defend Harrison, and you can or you can defend Dennis. Uh, yeah. If all three of them are on the, the floor at the same time, then sometimes Dennis is going to get the third worst defender of all of those guys, and he didn't get yeah. that last year. Is either the second or the first best defender. So. Some of the pressure so like, taken off him in that way. And the other night, when they when they played Phillies past few games, we talked about those matchups. Ben Simmons guarded Luca, and I'm pretty yeah. sure Covington took um, Dennis. Sometimes no, well I think Fultz was on it, so that 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 freed up Covington. So that, they're a hard team. That's a bad example because they have really good defensive players. But that gives you an idea of hey, one of these guys, you know, they got to pick and choose of who they're going to guard. When you go to Toronto, you know, who's Kawhi going to guard? Kawhi, is he going to guard Harrison Barnes is he, or is he going to guard Luka? I think he'll probably guard Luka and try to at least contain a little bit of the playmaking. And then outside of that, who guards who? Or does OG guard Luka or do they put OG on Harrison? And, yeah, it gets it's going to be fun to see how teams match up with Dallas. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who guards who. Darth Vader underscore 41 says, this is an odd topic, but on the scale from 1 to 10, where is the level of concern regarding Luca's conditioning? Yes, he's 19 or 20 and still transforming. I'm just curious what your thoughts are. He looked a lot lighter even in his most recent year league highlights. Just curious, not tripping, dot, dot, dot. Um, honestly, his conditioning. I, I think he does look kind of slow, but that's not conditioning, I don't think. Um He's playing 30 minutes, and I think the 30 minutes, like we've mentioned before, is indicative of Carlisle wants to kind of play him in shape a little bit. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. On scale one to 10, two, if yeah, that. How, I mean, yeah, just, if we're going to put how, how concerned we are, yeah, not, not concerned. Listen, playing out his whole summer, he played and won the EuroLeague championship like two days before the draft. He wins that championship. They didn't think he was going to be able to make the draft, but he won the championship early, won the MVP, came to the draft. Since then, the, you know, the Mavericks said, hey, well, you need to rest. You have played nonstop for the past, like, two years. So you need to rest. Take the summer. Go spend, a, spend time on a yacht with your girlfriend and go to all these places. He finally takes his vacation, then starts, you know, coming stateside, goes to P3, goes to these workouts, you know, these Nike things, whatever. Gets to Dallas like after Labor Day. He's obviously not in the best shape in his you know, life because he finally got a break. Like let the kid, ha- let the 19 year old kid have a break. So yeah, I think it's kind of like um, I don't think addition by subtraction is the right word for this, but like let him come into camp, let him come into the first part of the season. Like it's worth it. It's worth the break 
for the long term. It's worth letting him have the break and maybe being a little bit out of shape now, uh, heading to the season. Now, if it is, if he's the same way he, the same exact way he is right now at the end of this season or going into next season or you know whatever it is or even midway through the season probably, uh, you know I think it's a conversation then. But we haven't even played a, uh, one regular season game yet, and he's played three preseason games and he's still looking pretty good. So if that this is the worst shape he'll ever be in as a pro, uh, we're looking pretty good right now. Yeah, totally fine at that. Um, and. You can play yourself into shape in the NBA season. It's happened all the time. Um, he might not come out of the gate, you know, but he'll he'll hit a rookie. He'll like hit like the rookie wall, you know, what we're talking, and then he'll be at his best shape maybe then. <laughs> you know, like that could be even yeah. better for him. Um, I don't know. I'm not concerned about it. I say I'm concerned about his conditioning. Uh, yeah, two, two is probably like there. It is. It is a thing. It's not not a thing, but it's not enough of a thing to where I'm you know constantly thinking about the thing. That's kind of exactly. That's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, clutch moments without a U underscore uh, says if Dennis becomes a consistent outside scorer, I believe he can be a twenty-five points per game guy. What do y'all think? There's a path for him to do that. Um, he'd have to the floaters that we talked about last year. He'd have to to solidify that. He'd have to make that a big part of his game. He'd have to obviously the shooting that we talk about. I'm working on a big piece about his shooting um, and what he would have to do to get to make that improve. Uh, and then going to the free throw line. I think those are the three things he has to do to get better as a scorer is to get to the free throw line more. He only went to the free throw line like less than three times a game last year. Not even less than three times, less than three free throw attempts per game. That's like one and a half times to the free throw line. <laughs> you know, it's not even enough trips. Um, so if he gets there more, if he's at, attempting, you know, eight to nine, something like something in that range where, you know, some of the best in the NBA, um, and eventually he'll get calls like that where he does. Um, get to the line more. If he's doing that, he's adding, I mean, <laughs> and he starts to shoot free throws better. He gets there more often, gets in a better rhythm. Uh, then he, you add seven points per, per game to his average. And that's already taken him to like 22 from where he was before. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of it has to do with shot attempts. Like, so I'm looking at Russell Westbrook's stats from last year. Uh, Westbrook averaged 25 a game last year. So looking at what uh, it took Russ to average 25 last year, he attempted seven free throws a game. Can Dennis get to seven free throws a game? Last year, he had how many free throws he had a game last year? Like yeah, two I think or it was, three. I honestly think it was 2.8. Yeah, because we put his over-under free throws, I think, at five, right? Yeah. So uh, Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook averaged seven uh, free throw attempts a game. Now, Westbrook averaged or shot the ball 29% from three last year. So he shot four threes. So if we think Dennis is going to shoot 35% at least, then that definitely helps. Can Dennis hit can Dennis average two threes a game? That's that's huge for him. And Three, that would be, two makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two like made threes a game. But the biggest thing when it comes to Russ is Russ averaged 21 shot attempts a game. Dennis isn't going to average 21 shot attempts a game. No. So that's where it's going to that's where that's where I say it's difficult for Dennis to reach 25 right now because when you start looking at shots across the board, like somebody for like Russell Westbrook to average 25, you're playing with like a Steven Adams, which is not somebody – well, I say this. Somebody's probably going to come out with me for some advanced stat and be like, he's a better rim roller than DeAndre. You know, like I feel like DeAndre's the bigger lob threat that you're looking for him uh, for the lob. You have Harrison Barnes. You have Luka. 
Dirk's going to get a shot off the bench. Wes is going to be spotting up for three all the time. Uh, that is Russell Westbrook playing with Andre uh, Roberson. So, like, hey, he can't hit the ocean with a beach ball. And <laughs> so then, you're, I mean, you're just going across. If Jeremy Grant's playing, which, hey, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Grant. Nick is not. You know, that's two shooters I am a fan right of there. him. I just don't think that he's as good as some of these other. Get out of here. You think Nick likes Danilo Gallinari more than Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. As a player, Grant. yeah, as a player. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, he's a better Dennis, five years ago. No, he's a better player um, now. Before the wheelchair. But I think uh, it's just going to be de- – the whole thing is it's just going to – Dennis would have to be very, very efficient and have very high yes. shooting numbers uh, to hit 25. I'm not saying not, like not ever. I'm saying like there's a scenario in which he could hit 25. Like, let's say Harrison Martin opts out and goes somewhere else next year. And like the person they bring in with their money is like Capella, you know, like, and they're going to the future with this like Dennis Luca Capella or something like that. There's a scenario that way to where I could see him getting 25 because he's probably going to get a shot attempts then. But there's just too many options. Right? There's too many mouths to feed right now at the moment. Yeah. Oh, completely. And speaking of um, shooting the lights out from three, according to Tim McMahon, apparently. Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the team's three best shooters in practice. Um, what? According to internal analytics. <laughs> yeah, which is Isaac's new favorite term. <laughs> that is my new favorite term, internal analytics. I, I love this. Uh, okay, so what do we think about this? I, I know that he's, Dorian's a better you know, shooter in practice than he is during games. I mean, I've, I've seen that with my own eyes. <laughs> you know, I, I've watched yes. him hit a bunch of, a bunch of shots in uh you know after practice and in practice and um but one of the three best shooters okay so let's 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 unpack this we'll start from the beginning who do you think are the other two shooters wait did he really say that in the in the tweet yeah let me go to the tweet right now that's exactly what he said that's one of the three best shooters on the team one of the three best shooters in practice mavs buzz this is from tim mcmahon so at espn underscore mcmahon Mavs buzz in China was all about Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr., but it's notable that Dorian Finney-Smith was solid as a fill-in starter. Finney-Smith is one of the Mavs' three best shooters in practice, per internal analytics. If he hits them in games, he's he's a good, young role player. And by that, okay. I mean if he's in mid-30s or better on threes. Finney-Smith is the kind of long, active, versatile defender teams look for as the NBA gets more switch-happy. From Let me just say this. It feels like every single offseason – there's a video that comes out of Steven Adams shooting threes. And they're like, look, Steven Adams goes eight for 10 from threes in practice. The Lakers, some Lakers media. I saw some video JaVale. of JaVel McGee shooting three point, you know, corner threes. We'll take it a step further. I even saw tonight on Twitter, John Henson draining threes against John the Henson Thunder. Hitting threes this year. The former North in, Carolina I, Tar Heel. I can't believe you don't love him. Oh, I love John Henson. You have Get no John faith Henson. in John Henson. None I love whatsoever. John Henson. Not shooting a no three. Faith. No. Where I love would he John rank Henson. among the best power forwards in the game? Top ten? No. Uh, I do like John Henson. I, I would love to take a fire in him. But um, Stop it. You would not. Yes, I would. For the Mavericks. I like John Henson. For the Mavericks. Uh, I, do, I like Grace Balding a lot. So. Wow, that's a Louisville guy. 
Yeah, no. Anyway. Okay, so, so go ahead. Continue with your internal analytics thing. My, my, my whole thing with this is like practice shooting. It's, it's fun for us to, uh, it's fun for me to take a video of somebody tweeting that, or I mean, take a video of somebody shooting that after practice and tweet it out. And I know that if I take a video of Dwight Powell hitting eight threes in a row, there's going to be fans be like, oh my gosh, Dwight, let's go threes. When it comes to the game, he's not even going to average like a three a game. So do we hope that Dorian Finney-Smith is this knockdown shooter? Absolutely. But we just got to see it in games. All right. Uh, Edmund the Slayer has a good point. Dwight Howard shoots 90%, 90% from the free throw line in practice. I have watched Dwight Howard hit five of five threes from, from doing around the world in practice and in shoot around. Uh, so yes, I agree with you. There's, there is a difference between in game and then in practice. So maybe Most of Dorian these big dudes can like hit threes in practice. These set shot threes. So like there's a difference of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex Ray says, thanks for getting my Mavs fix out here in Hawaii. What's up? Shout out. Hawaii. Oh my gosh. Hey, hang loose. <laughs> Don't hang loose. Stay, stay tight. Um, I've been to the big island. Tell me what, tell me what island you live on. I love, uh, I love the big island. I've never been to Hawaii. I would like to go. Hawaii's awesome. Took a field trip there. So who do we think of the other? T- you took a field trip to Hawaii? Fourth grade. School? Fourth grade? Oh, public school too. So don't come at me and think I went some rich uh From Kentucky to today. Hawaii? You got it. There's only like 12 of us and we raised money for it felt like my whole life to go. But we went because we, we visited a volcano. <laughs> Raised money for my whole life. <laughs> On a field trip, we went to we did we went to the aquarium a lot. We spent the night at the zoo. Oh, that's impressive. That was always a thing. In, hey, uh, let us know your most random field trip you took yeah, in school. Yeah, what's the most oh, random field trip you guys have been on? Uh, uh, Alex Rice, he's, he's from Oahu. Okay, I haven't been to Oahu, but I heard it's awesome. And NJ Kamer three two one says Dorian better than Steph Curry confirmed. Agreed. He, he's one of the three best shooters on the map. That's pretty much what McMahon's saying. Um, yeah. What other what other field trips have you guys been on? But who do you think of the other two shooters in the top three in internal analytics for the Mavericks? Like shooting. Um, uh, I'm gonna say Brokoff. I don't think Dirk is part of this. No, I'm gonna say Brokoff, and let's hope to Jesus Wes Matthews. Yeah, if it's not West, that'd be bad. Yes. So, yeah, definitely broke off, and then I'll just go with West. You think JJ could be in there? JJ and Dirk? But I don't know uh, if Dirk's part of this. Yeah, I don't know if Dirk's part. I mean, I think it, it could be Luca. I mean, that was the first thing that they praised in, in, when we talked to uh, Carl on them after practice the first day of training camp is how good of a shooter he was. JJ at 11-1 says, Enterprise City in sixth grade. I don't even know what Enterprise City is. Enterprise like the rental car company? <laughs> I, I doubt it. I doubt, Enterprise City. I don't think that's a thing. Oh. Uh, and then this layer said, I went to about five Rough Riders games as a field trip. What are you learning at a Rough Riders game? Uh, I guess it's just a, uh, hey, kids, <laughs> let's go to some fun. And NJ Gamer 321 says, we had a field trip to the cemetery. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop. <laughs> no. Matt Hawkins PT says, Palace of Wax. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, this is going to be a weird audio pod for some once people. We, we once made a field trip to the local sewage treatment plant. Yeah. Enterprise City is an OKC and it was awesome. 
I guess you got to learn how it all works. Yeah, this is going to be a weird audio one. Matt Hawkins of the Holocaust Museum. Oh. Enterprise City is this mock city in Frisco. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Yes, I know what he's talking about. It, like, teaches kids how to do, like, money. Like, you go to this thing, and then you get money, and you have bills. And I, I know – I think some of the boys I used to mentor in Dallas uh, went to this thing. I, I know what he's talking about. I feel you, dog. I know. Okay, no I didn't start. grow up in Texas, so I don't know. I didn't either, but I just learned about this like a couple years ago. Interesting. So, um, how do we feel about the whole Brokaw versus versus Dorian Facebook? We kind of talked about it yesterday, but how are you guys feeling? Let us know in the chat. Um, let us know what you, how you feel about Dorian or Ryan Brokaw, because it feels like after that tweet today from McMahon that Dorian is like set that he might even start like yeah, and- you know, over some guys. We'll see. I mean, I don't think he's going to start, but when it it just comes to that second unit, and and really, it comes down to the two. It's, it comes down to the two things we've talked about before on the pod. Which is going to be better, Brokoff's defense or Dodo's three point shot? Like that's really what's going to be. It. We don't need Finney Smith to do like I saw him the other day. He like um, he got the ball and dribbled in a couple of you know couple steps and took this like off the dribble jump shot. I don't need him. I don't need him to do that. Like that's cool. Like that he can, it'd be nice if he could. We just need him to hit the set shot open three. That's yes. what we need him to hit. Let Luke and Dennis will do their things, but the set shot set shot open three. That's what we're talking about. That's going to separate Maxi and Dwight possibly. So. What's going to be better between the two, Brokaw's defense or Dodo's three-point shot? That's where it's going to be a struggle, and that's where you know Rick's going to. I, it could be matchup based. It could be you know whatever it is. If if they need Dorian's defense in that second unit, you know, or let's say they play the Clippers and they want they really want Dorian in there to guard Lou Williams in the second unit, and compared to if they're playing somebody that they don't have this like prolific score in the second unit. And they're like, Hey, we can get away with Brokoff. I would rather have his, you know, spacing. Yeah. I feel like the starting lineup is not going to be super consistent this year. There's going to be some injuries. There's going to be some things. And I think, I don't know. It's going to be a big year for Dorian. I think he has the edge right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think he has the edge right now for sure. And in the Mavs eyes and everything. So we'll see. And really just comes down to, is he going to be able to keep it up? you know a couple gets a couple games in the season and he's one for seven from three they're gonna have to switch something up but hopefully he can do it like we're rooting for him oh yeah i'm rooting for all of them i just want everyone to be good can everyone just be good are you are you though i'm rooting for everyone just except you i feel like brokov from blackrook 43 i feel like brokov is better than west right now he always makes the right play pretty much the perfect three and d role player wing all right isaac tell him why he that that is not a correct take Well, there was a part of me that laughed because possibly, but no, it's just, um, it's, it's just Wes's defense. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. If you tell me if it's a three point shootout, then I'm taking broke off for sure. I'm taking broke off probably over anybody on the team in a three point, three point contest. But no, it's just Wes. You know, we, they need Wes's perimeter defense to guard these best wing defenders, you know, or wing players, in the game. So you take Wes out of there, then you're immediately given that responsibility to, you know, if Wes goes down right now, who starts? That gets interesting. Yeah. They probably go Luca, Dorian Barnes. Yeah. So they just plug, plug in Dorian at that point. And 
hope that he can give you half of what West does. But the idea for me, the idea that pretty much Brokoff is the perfect three and D role player wing. We're not sure he's good at defense yet. Yeah, yeah, it's just a three right now. Yeah, we, we got to see the D thing. So <laughs> careful, <laughs> careful. Um. All right. Uh, the last thing I want to get to, we're almost to an hour. Uh, I kind of want to keep these to an hour. Just, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Costas versus Ray Spaulding. I tweeted ominously the other day. I think I flipped on Costas and Ray Spaulding. Coming into the year, I felt like Ray Spaulding was definitely better. He was drafted higher. Um, <laughs> drafted high. Like four spots in the second round. So that doesn't really. Scary say, come on. They're basically all in draft at that point. But doesn't really mean anything. However, I feel like Costas has shown me more stuff in preseason so far. And I think I'd rather have him and have Ray Spaulding on the, the two way contract. No, I'm not there yet. That's because Ray's your guy. You're you're biased. Ray is my guy, but I was like I will say this. I like uh Ray is my yeah, Sorry, more sorry. Fluid. We mean we mean Brian Spaulding, sorry. Brian, Brian Spaulding. Um <laughs> No, I just raise a lot, a lot more fluid than uh, Kosas is. So like, yeah, it, like with the ball. Okay, I was gonna say as an athlete, Kosas is like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kosas like. Yeah, but like, I just I like Ray's overall game. Give me Ray's shooting. Ray can shoot the ball better than yeah, Kosas. Kosas isn't gonna shoot anything. And like when you put their defense up next to each other, like I don't think it's that. Like I would give Kosas the edge right now just because he's had some crazy blocks and stuff. But I don't think it's that like super, super big of a difference. So I just I think Ray's Ray can get a board and take it like almost you know coast to coast and do it behind the back and hit a cutting guy. Like not all six ten dudes could do that, and I don't think Kosas can do that right now. So of course I'm gonna give Ray the edge. But yeah, yeah. I just who would I? But the, the question then becomes, who would you rather have on the team? A guy that's not gonna play, that's just gonna kind of travel around with the team, you know? Like this guy's really not gonna play. If Salah's not gonna play, then this guy's really not gonna play. I think the biggest question when it comes down to it, and I think it's more of them wanting to be a competing team this year, is if you're if you're gonna have somebody like Salah Mejri on your roster as an insurance for for DeAndre Jordan and say, hey, you're pretty much not going to have a big-time role because as long as Dirk is healthy and getting his minutes and not resting and DeAndre is obviously healthy, you're, you might not be, be even dressing. So at that point, you might even ask yourself, why not replace the 32-year-old Salah with, a, with, with like Ray Spalding or Costas? instead you know and have him be with the team all the time and getting those minutes if that but you run the risk of you being a competing team a borderline playoff team or pushing for the playoffs and then deandre goes down for you know a couple weeks and you need a plug-in a veteran plug-in guy that can give you like i said a diet coke version of deandre and you wouldn't want to throw race balding or coasts to the wolves at that point and say uh but you could also counter that and say could Dwight Powell play center and you know play that DeAndre role like he did in uh, in China and so you see what I'm saying like I could I could see that that pathway of I let's just say I'm 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 pro Salah and I love Salah on the roster but if Matt I could see a Mavs fan point of like point of view saying why are we rostering a why is a 32 year old guy might not even be dressing most nights why wouldn't that spot go to a younger guy. 
I could see that. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, there's there's a point for that. But the insurance policy, maybe some familiarity with Luca. That I think yeah. maybe, that probably has something to do with it too. Um <laughs> Brother Thomas says, I don't think Dirk will play much this year. I think his ankle's going to bother him all year. Uh, there's also a scenario where Dirk doesn't really play a lot and you actually need Salah to play some, you know, third string, you know, center minutes. Here's my only thing to that. I I think he will this plays into why I think he will take it really slow and they'll take it really slow. I don't think Dirk it's I don't think it's worth it for Dirk at that point. Like Dirk came back to play. Yeah. And Dirk, I don't think Dirk was, wants to do this back and forth, barely play or something like that. I think he would rather just set it out now, get it healthy, and then get into this routine to where he's actually playing and not playing to do that. Yeah, I don't think he would. I don't think he would call it quits, but he might shut it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Edmund the Slayer just said, "Love this pod." Just followed both of y'all on Twitter. If you guys have not followed us on Twitter, they're up in this corner in in this box. We've been showing them. Yeah, right above Isaac's, Isaac's head. There. Uh, you can check that out there. Uh, so shout out to everybody that, that followed. You can also follow on my Twitch, my subscribe to my YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, Forming Worship says, what do you have against 32-year-olds, Isaac? Nothing. Hey, guys, my birthday is this month. So what? I'm, I'm getting close. It's 35? coming up in a couple weeks. <laughs> close, close. No, I'm not 35 yet. Not yet. Uh L Brandon 42 says, Nick, I love you. And I love you, random citizen. Well, let me guess. What is this, Laker fan 103? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, there you go. That's the live stream. Um, so we did this right after the first game. Guys, look at my look at my new book, guys. That's nice. It's such a cool book. Go get it. It's awesome. That's nice. Shout out. That's a shout out for free. You guys can pay us next time. <laughs> Topo Chico. Sponsors the pop. <laughs> you guys can pay us too. Um, popcorn. Smart popcorn. You can pay us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be doing this once a week. Um, oh, L. Brendan 42 says, Isaac, you're my hero. So he loves me and you're his hero. That's, there's a different kind of love there for sure. Hey, on a serious note, if you want to sponsor this pod, you can't sponsor the yeah, pod. Yeah, yeah, for we real. Don't, we, we never really promote that, but uh, that does help us. If you have a local business or something, we there is a local um, media agency, uh, local and national, that's about to sponsor our podcast uh, that you'll be hearing uh, coming up really soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so you'll be hearing that really soon, and it, it's, it's pretty cool because they're a nationally known company. Yep, which we have a, a lot of. They're making a big splash. <laughs> a big splash, we'll and they're uh, gonna they're gonna sponsor our Lockdown Mavericks podcast for a bit. So, if you have a company locally or really anywhere, and you want to promote something, hit us up. Yes, yeah, you can email me nickangstead at gmail.com. You can DM me; my DMs are open. You can DM at Lockdown Mavs too. We'll get you in touch with one of the. Slide in those DMs. <laughs> Slide right into the DM. Somebody's going to gift that. It's like the, the Brian Windhorst thing. Brian Windhorst. Uh, also, so we did this earlier after the first or after the uh, the first preseason game in China. And um, Brostradamus says, you guys deserve the money. We do deserve the money. You're right. <laughs> uh, uh, brother, we 
Yeah. <laughs> and that last live stream, we had zero dropped frames. So if you technical people know what that means, uh, that's like when the video goes and I move around a lot and you that you can't tell that anything is like choppy. Uh, we had zero drop frames. This one, we've had 40,000 drop frames. So there's something Are about this. Are you serious? Yeah, there's something about this time. Um, <laughs> Next time will be better, I promise you. We'll try to figure it out. Uh, I think it's just the time of day that we're doing it. The one Drew Decade said, y'all getting sponsored by BBB. <laughs> oh, I don't think the Better Business Bureau is going to sponsor us. I couldn't. Uh, no. I, what's that? Uh, well, I wouldn't take bad money. I guess anybody'd be good, but you wouldn't take Lavar's money. It depends on how much, man. You have to wear the shoes. <laughs> oh no, I, no, no. Yeah, Matt Hawkins says Chop City tonight. Yeah, I understand, but okay. In the chat, let me know: is the audio choppy? Because I feel like if the audio is not choppy, you get the idea. It's just us. It's just our faces. And then Salo seventy says, "Get sixty-one more followers so I can t- tip you on Twitch." <laughs> Yeah, that's true. If you get to a certain amount of followers, then you can get affiliate and then you can start getting tipped and actually get money from it. That'd be awesome. Brostradamus says, LeVar, next guest. Uh, LeVar's been really quiet. I've been surprised how quiet LeVar's been. Probably because the Lakers are giving him money to stay quiet. Yeah, and uh, Forming Worsham says, Twitter Twitter chat is not working for me. It's working for a lot of other people. I'm getting Twitter chat notifications, but... Uh, anyway all right there you go on the podcast and everywhere else this has been the lockdown mavericks live stream you can join again we're not really sure what days we're going to do these um they're kind of going to be different because this is not our full-time thing uh we do other stuff i work at nights uh isaac you know has a lot of stuff he has a baby (laughs) i have a baby he's a live living human Um, i do church stuff (laughs) lavar is prepping for a 2020 run (gasps) he's running (laughs) That's why it's quiet. Who'd you vote for, Kanye or Lavar? Oh my God, no, Kanye Lavar, 2020. Honey, we're moving to Brazil. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Map. He's out. Boom. Oh.